0: August 28th, 2011, and welcome to the Knights Blog Talk Radio Program. I'm Master Thompson, and I welcome you all as we bring life into several discussions that we ch- we've chosen from our, our forum board, and I don't care what Master Bane says, I like this music. I think I picked a good track. This is good stuff. I'm sitting here bopping my head. He calls it the Mortal Kombat music, and... While it sounds like that, I think this music is better. I think this this music is very good. <laughs> Welcome to our show. Uh, we've got a, several interesting topics, very diverse topics. Um, I think we're going to... I don't know if we have any callers yet. No. Nope, no callers yet. So we'll just go ahead and jump right into our first topic. Our first topic... Is the difference? What's the difference between duty and obligation? And this is a question that was posed on our forum board by a member of ours who goes by the name Prometheus and Proteus, I believe, which is a very interesting name for a couple of different reasons. But he's a uh, one of our our, our, our smart members. Um, I have a lot of respect for Prometheus. He and I often mix it up in the on the forum board. Mostly in political and ideological discussions, but he is a worthy adversary, a worthy debater, and I think he's one of the most intelligent people I've, I probably have met online. Um, but he actually posted a very interesting question, and, and, and duty to me personally is a, is a very, I don't know, it, 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 it resonates beyond just uh, the word and, and um, definition Duty to me is everything Duty to every Ashla Knight is everything um, Our philosophy is about duty So I'm going to go ahead For those of you that are in the chat room I'm going to go ahead and post a link To our forum board discussion So you can kind of see where that discussion went um, There it is in our our, our, our uh, Knights of Awakening Uh, Blog Talk Radio chat room, if you're interested, if you'd like to to log on to that. And I'm going to go ahead and go over to the actual question, and I'm going to read to you exactly what Prometheus writes. And we have Charles on the line. Before we do that, I want to welcome Charles to the show. Charles, how you doing, buddy?
1: That's, That's Chaos's phone number, I believe. Oh, is that Chaos'?
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's me. I thought I was waiting for Charles to talk. Oh, okay. Do we have Char- Charles?
0: Charlie, you there?
1: No, he's not in yet.
0: Okay, he's not in yet. All right. Chaos, always a pleasure, brother. Thank you for calling in, man. Um, we're going to start off with our first topic, which is duty. And the the, the question was was posed by Prometheus, one of our Ashlanites members. What's the difference between duty and obligation? Uh, the definition of duty, he writes, uh, conduct due to parents and superiors. Equals respect, uh, or obli- uh, obli- obligatory tasks, conduct, service, or functions that arise from one's position. Um, and he writes, and the question he poses is, how does this concept affect your life? Do people have quote unquote duties, and in parentheses, as opposed to obligations, and parentheses? And if so, what are they? Do you consider duty to be a good thing or a bad thing, and why? Um, I I think duty is a wonderful thing. Obligation is sort of a pain in the butt, but we have obligations and we can't escape them. Um, I got into it with Prometheus with my answer, but Chaos, what do you think? Is there a difference between duty and obligation? And if so, it, does one resonate with you more than the other?
2: Uh, I, think, well, I think the difference is sort of slight. I mean, how should I put this, is, is, you know, obligation is something you do for yourself. Almost. Uh, like, like, nobody nobody makes you obligated. You obligate yourself to things. Right? Because, like, I mean, nobody nobody says you have to be a good parent. You know, the government can try to force you, I suppose, to a degree. But, I mean, you can be a deadbeat dad or a deadbeat mom. I mean,
1: yeah.
2: that's something you have to A duty is usually something that's put on you by a superior. But then you also have to recognize a superior. Yeah. You have to recognize somebody's morals beyond yours. It's not just what you think, as opposed to... You know, like the, like the samurai had duty to their lord, but, but they essentially did whatever that – it was dictated to them what their duty was, essentially.
0: It's kind of a, it's kind of a weird thing, because duty and obligation are often used to, des- to describe and define the other word. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like, we have a duty – we have an obligation to pay taxes, whereas someone would say, we have a duty to pay taxes. Duty. When someone says to me, I have a duty to pay my taxes, I think more or less they're basing it on the premise of, you know, uh, patriotism. They're, you know, they have esprit de corps. They're being very patriotic to their country, very supportive to their common man and woman. So to them, their obligations kind of resonate deeper and sort of become voluntary duties. And so I have a duty to pay my taxes... Which sort of evolves from I have an obligation to pay my taxes. So you had mentioned the feudal lords, you know, the Japanese feudal lords, you know, and and, and you know better than I because I think this is something that you um you know you you you, you I think you're a martial artist. Is that right, Ka- Chaos? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So back you know back in the day. Y- there would be a feudal lord. There would be a lord, and he would have, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't remember how it went, but he would have several samurai in his employ to enforce, um, to be, to act as police force for, you know, a certain region. So they were actually in the employ of the lord at that time. So they had an obligation to fulfill those duty, fulfill those duties that go with being uh, employed with the employed with the lord at that time but those duties sorta of resonated on a deeper level because of their philosophical and spiritual adherence to 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 their obligations. So when does duty and obligation sorta of separate and how do you how do you define the two of I mean how do you separate the both of them? Uh David, what do you think? Oh oh okay go ahead.
2: No go ahead. Well we'll see. Hold on. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> For me, uh, the the definitions of of duty and obligation are quite the opposite than what Chaos has said. Um, Yep. I believe both of these terms are used to describe how you interact with the world around you, Uh, and it's all a matter of responsibility. Therefore, to me, the word duty is synonymous with an accepted responsibility. You know? Uh, because, yep. because I am alive, I have the duty to feed myself. Because I, I marry a, a woman, I have the duty to support a family and all this stuff. These are not, these are not constructs that someone else placed upon me. Uh, these are things that I have placed upon myself. And, it, you know, other people can try to
3: – they can ask
1: you to do other things. And, and if you say uh, – if you affirm that you will, if you consent – to a foreign will, someone else's, you know, desire. Like, like someone calls me up and say, Hey, will you take me to the store? Here we have the odd situation where, yes, I consent, but at the same time, uh, part of me may not be consenting to the fact that it is my responsibility as a friend to help that person out, I, and I have con, I have consented. Therefore, it is my duty now. If I'm not ready to accept all of that, that big string of of meaning, then what it comes out as is yes, I said I will do it, but no, I don't want to. And there you yep. get the whole idea of an obligation. Oh, I got to go do this now. No, it's not the it's not that I have to go do this. It's that I should want to go do this. All right,
0: all right. We've got Charles in charge uh, in the queue. Let's bring him in and, and get his opinion. Charlie, you there? Uh-huh. Hey, buddy.
3: Uh, it's good to be here. Um, the whole duty and obligation thing, to me, it really stems from the fact that I, I, David really hit on a lot of it. You know, it's really responsibilities. I think, really, an obligation is a responsibility that has been imposed upon you, though, at any one okay. point through society, is the way I view it. Whereas a duty is really a responsibility you've taken within your own honor code. You know, the way you view what makes you a good person is where your duties come into play.
1: Yep.
3: Okay. All right. That's fair enough. Um,
0: we've got a couple people in the chat room. Before we move on to the topic, move from the topic, rather, does anybody have any questions or thoughts about about this discussion?
2: Well, uh, I would ask, uh, all of us have jobs here, right, to some degree, or yep. had a job, right? Everyone's been employed. So... You know, it's it's always, it's always, you know, it's always funny, like, I I don't know if you've ever gotten into any sort of spats with your boss, but it's always funny when he says, these are your, you know, this is part of your job, this is part of your duty. I've heard that. I'm like, no, actually, it's not. I don't, this has nothing to do with what I do. You know, it's it's also funny how other people will try to place responsibilities on you that aren't yours, you know, or that you haven't accepted you know or you know it's just it's just like oh by the way here's another one for you it's like whoa whoa wait a second it's like passing another amendment or something
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think, really
0: I think no i think that's an excellent point because you know i was just dealing with this um i was just dealing with this in my job and uh right. you know we have you know you have certain responsibilities like you said you have certain responsibilities that 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 are dictated by the conditions of your employee so you have to do these things. You, this is what you have to do. And then, you know, as you have to do them, you know that you have to get – you don't want to do them, but you have to do them. But that's when, you know, duty starts to kind of, you know, the, the, your, your manager starts to manipulate the, you know, the fine print of that you know you 're a part of the corporate you 're a part of this company you have to take pride they touch on the philosophical undertones you have to uh, you want to be part of the team you want to be a teammate uh, they touch on the sociological um, uh, subtleties there and all of a sudden you go you move from obligation to a sense of duty now and then that sense of duty you start to take on more you don 't want to take on more but as you as chaos said you know this is, this, you know, uh, obligations become aggregate And you start to be, oh, okay, well this kind of parallels into this So I guess I'm responsible for that And I'm responsible for this, I'm responsible for that So I guess to answer uh, Prometheus' question, you know, how important is it I think it's very important I think it's very important to understand the difference between obligation and duty Because I think duty, to me and this is not a definition because both def, you know, if you were to look up the definitions of both words, they're sorta of interchangeable. But duty to me, there's a resonance there. There's a there's a deeper it's like a choice, as as David pointed out. It's more of a choice. It's more of a you know, a desire to, to go above and beyond. You know, there's a there's something there that kinda internally hits you and you wanna kinda you wanna make sure that everything that you're a part of is as good as it can be. And you want to strive to be better. Obligation—it is what it is. You got to get it done. You got to get it done, and you want to—you got to get it done in a a way where you don't have to go back and do it again. So I think—I don't know—I think they're both important. I just think that they both need to be separated because when you start on a path, a philosophical path, you know, you make a choice to follow a path. So if you're making a choice, which is not an obligation, you take a duty, you take the tenets, you take the you take the precepts of that path, and you embrace them as a duty, and I think if you look at it as an obligation, that's why a lot of people fail in their path, so um, I think that is that. We're going to move on to, I think we have somebody else in the, in the queue here, uh, oh, Justin's pointing out Axiom, Ashland Knight's Axiom number 88, do not turn your back on those who need assistance. If it is in your power to render aid, then it is your duty to do so, which goes along with duty. Okay? If it's an obligation, you're gonna turn your back, you don't wanna hear about it, you don't want to deal with it, you're just gonna punch a clock and get home as fast as possible. So we want to um we want to make sure that we separate both of those words. Okay, so let's move on to our next topic, which is a very <laughs> this is a very sensitive topic for me, all right? Um, I won't lie I, I actually have a little bit of a rant So if you gentlemen will, will permit me I'm going to start off With a little bit of the news article That that, that, uh, that uh, Precipitated this, um, this Discussion on our board uh, Basically it's about Artificial libertarian islands Apparently the mineheads have gotten sick Of it and they're going to Buy a whole bunch of uh, uh, ocean oil well drills and create their libertarian utopia. So, this article, this is a article, uh, seeing a uh, Yahoo News blog, and it goes like this. Um, basically, a pa- uh, PayPal founder and early Facebook investor, Peter Thiel, has given 1. Uh, one and a quarter million dollars to an initiative to create a floating libertarian to create floating libertarian countries in international waters. Seal has been a big backer of the Sea the Sea Steeding Institute, which seeks to build sovereign nations on oil rig like platforms to occupy waters beyond the reach of uh, sea treaties. Okay. The idea is for those countries to start from scratch, free from laws, regulations, and moral codes, and any existing of any existing place. Uh, this is their attempt to kind of break away from. And if you're familiar with the with the new libertarian ideology, they don't want to pay taxes. They don't want to. They, they just want to do what they want to do. They want to. They want to break away from you know the, the constructs of the, the the constraints of the of the of the U.S. Constitution. The, and it all stems from this. Well, let me let me share with, with you what I think this, where this stems from. Yeah, I've been writing about this. I've been speaking about this for a while now on Nights. I've watched the geo-economic, political, and social constructs, just in our country alone. Okay, just in our country alone, embark upon this new revolution. It's a revolution of, it's a thought revolution. Okay, and. The dangerous thing about a thought revolution is that it is so insidious, you cannot destroy it. I mean, it's not always a bad thing. Some thought revolutions need to be had. Some ideas need to be propagated, okay? But, I don't know, sometimes I kind of wish that most revolutions kind of, especially in today, they... Embrace the, you know, the textbook, uh, you know, evil empire, the you know, the machinations of an evil empire, or a cruel dictator, or a brutal warlord. That's easier. See, when you're getting into thoughts and you're getting into actions and, and constructs and definitions and notions, it becomes very murky. And. We're seeing a lot of this We've been seeing it for 50 years And it didn't start with the the Boston Tea Party It didn't start with the Civil Rights Movement It didn't even start with Women's Lib I want to say it started with Woodstock And Woodstock represented you know, A slap in the face to cultural and social norms Which was fine And I think on its own Left alone to to, to, to flourish I think in 50 years There would have been a natural progression To understanding and compassion But some people take it – some people, they see a bandwagon, and they just have to bang the pot louder. And they see this whole movement taking off of young people with that energy and that force. And now we have so many different old-school ideologies, arms, armchair chalkboard fantasies that were constructed and conceived – by 18th and 19th century pseudo-philosophers that didn't want to take responsibility for their humanity, never mind anybody else. They tried to come up with new ways to justify not paying taxes, not being intellectually and learnedly accountable to their fellow man and woman. And they became the philosophers of the new generation, people like Nietzsche and all these other, these, all these other anti-human, anti, anti-government. Carl uh, uh, Marx, uh, Nietzsche—you've got Aaron Rand and all these other people who—they're not saying bad things. They're—they're they're questioning the status, the, the the status quo, which at the time was conformity to you know uh, this is what we're obligated to. what we just talked about. This is what we're obligated as human beings to do and what we're obligated to follow. And I get that. That's what philosophy is all about. You want to ask the questions and make the challenges. But now, fifty years later. We've been seeing the fruits of this insidious this insidious revolution, and we've been seeing it in the way we're fighting the wars overseas. You know, a war is a war; people die, things get destroyed, um, lives get turned upside down. Yet we have so much adherence to uh, not just ethical, because we want to be ethical in every, all things that we do, but the adherence to the sensitivities of the enemy. is is something that just, it it shakes my mind. You know, we're trying to root out terrorists, yet we have to be so sensitive about how we kill them. Does that make any sense to anybody? Just get the job done. That's what warfare is. You're telling their soldiers they have to be careful when they walk out, The female soldiers, to be careful when they walk out in public because you don't want to offend the male population. U.S. soldiers can't fart in public in Afghanistan anymore or Iraq. I can't remember which country it was. I read it. It's ridiculous. And we're seeing this transfer. We're not even seeing a transfer. We've seen this in the news for years. The newscasters have long been drinking the Kool-Aid. They've gone from social pundits and economic commentators and newscasters to people telling you how to think, telling you what you should be thinking. How you should be raising your children how, you sh- how and what you should be wearing And how you should be choosing this and that ch- Pointing you to where, where you should be shopping They're telling us By the intellectual elite Are telling us That we're too stupid And too inept To make our own choices And now, here we go We have the social elite The, 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 the top Two percent in our country, the wealthiest top two to three percent in our country, now saying screw it, we're going to go ahead and build islands so we can do what we want to do. Well, in a way, I kind of I, I applaud that. If you believe in something so greatly, so deeply, then you know what, dig in your pocket, make it happen. And I get that, but I don't know. Maybe I just disagree. I, I'm totally against the new interpretation of libertarianism today. I, I just think it's. You know, you see it with the tea party. They're just... <laughs> anyway, so before I, I, I keep going, I'm going to start off with chaos. Uh, oh, actually, we have a caller. Who uh, Do we have a, a name on, on that person?
2: I uh, will we'll wait yeah, for that person to, so, come to the queue. So
0: okay. Can anyone hear me? Yep. Hello. 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 To whom are we speaking?
4: This is Jay.
0: Well, listen, I'm glad I got what I wanted to say out, Jay. I'm sure you've been (laughs) listening to me. No, actually,
4: I haven't. uh, I didn't hear anything. All I heard was, like, something.
3: Well, Uh, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about the,
0: the... yeah, we're talking about the libertarian islands and I was just basically bashing the libertarian so you'll hear that later. <laughs> and um okay. I I was going to start let me let me let me let me uh start with um Charles. Charles, uh what are your thoughts on and, and and it's not just you can take this a little further because this I think the reason why I brought this up is this is a trend that I think is going to catch on and take off. I don't think it's just going to be the ideals that are going to, you know, uh You know, uh, maximize this idea. I think a whole bunch of, I think, you know, religious groups, other, you know, philosophical groups, so many different people are going to just like, hey, that's a great idea. Let's go out to international waters and have our own commune. So, what are you thinking, Charles? What do you think about this whole idea?
3: I'm thinking it sounds like a bunch of rich kids kind of looked over and said, we don't like the rules that we're playing by. We don't like the rules that are set up. So, we're going to take all our toys out of the sandbox and go make a new sandbox. And I can yeah. see where they're coming from don't be wrong okay i've been I've been against the uh ever increasing business taxes in the u s for quite some time. I've seen the direction that it's going. I know the rest of the world is following it, except for certain areas such as China and a few of the uh uh eastern areas which are basically going the opposite route and making quite a profit off of it if we've noticed yep. um beyond all of that though, I think what they're going to find out is that the way the world works, if they want to build their own little world, they're either going to have to be very, very good at it and live a very, very Spartan life, or they're going to want toys back from the sandbox that the rest of us are playing in, which is the sandbox that makes the you know, $90,000 uh, powerboat. It's the sandbox that makes you know, $50,000 entertainment systems that they want to buy. And I think what they're going to find when they get this set up is that we're going to do as we always do in the world. We're going to say, well, if you're going to go play in your sandbox, we're going to tax the sand that you bring in with our sandbox, you know, by 90%. So what we're really looking at is just an evolution of the old kingdom system that came forth in the medieval ages where when you had money, you had power, and if you didn't like what was going on, you broke off, got a piece of land, and built your own little kingdom. Except there's no land left to do that and so now they're just going to build their land on water and hope it works. And one of two things will happen. Either A, it'll work out great, and they will build their own little empire, which will eventually play by its rules and recruit its own serfs and waifs, and eventually make war on someone. Or it'll flop, which is what I expect will happen, before it even gets afloat, float, because it's hard enough to get three people in any room to cooperate, even if it's something like a game of tic-tac-toe. Much less to get 30 or 40 people who are used to everyone doing what they say because they have the money to tell them what to do. Right, well, well,
1: Cooperate.
3: Well, you bring up an extra. You bring up an excellent point. You know, this whole idea is based on the fact
0: that they want to. They. It seems that the they want to basically start fresh. And by starting fresh, does that mean that they're going to junk all the the history? That comes along with uh, Organization and structure that that Came from following the constitution And they're going to just kind of let Like quote unquote let it Flow and let people be Because that would be a That that, that would be a contradiction Because you can't just let everybody You can't let it flow and you can't let everybody Be because nothing would ever get done And nobody would ever want to do anything Jay I know you're chopping at the bit But let me just jump over to chaos Chaos do you think that this is do you think that this is a contradiction, this 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 program? Do you think this is actually going to be uh, okay? It's a great idea on 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 the chalkboard, but in application, this really is like a like twenty cats in a box of litter trying to cover crap. It's not going to fly. What do you think?
2: Um, I just you know, it, it, it's like a it's like a weird passive revolution, is all it is to me. Uh, Usually, when revolutions happen, you know, people fought the existing government. But instead, this way, they're going to go, well, we're just going to go make our own little, you know, club that you can't be in. And and you know what? I'm fine with that. I don't care if it contradicts itself or not. If it, you know, breaks out into riots, they change themselves into the sea or whatever, you know, you pretty much got what you deserve. Uh, (laughs) But. But you know, I think I think if you're not happy with something, it's become easier to just like turn away from it and like go someplace instead of dealing with it, right? Because yeah. it's easier to make the change of I'm gonna go over here and do my own thing rather than maybe I should try to change something here. Okay, that's a right? good point. I, it, it's just it's just a weird passivity that it's like, and then and then you're gonna go make a place in the ocean. I mean, wouldn't you be open to piracy and stuff? There's, like, international waters and stuff. I mean, are you ridiculous? You think... Yeah, I mean, you really... And, 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 you know, I mean, seriously, that's stuff you're going to deal with. Pirates, you know, drug runners. I mean, no, you're stuff, right. You're going you, to have dangers that you're unprotected, right? You're onto yourself. I mean, do you realize what that, that really means, the repercussions of that? I mean, even if you're armed, you're not going to be armed like they're armed, and they're ruthless.
0: Well, <laughs> like, we've all seen the TV show. I think... I think we've all seen the TV show The Island, and we all know how that turned out. You got time travel and reverse time travel, and you got you got polar bears in in the jungle, and you know you've got the dharma. I,
2: uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I I think it's kind of like a waste of <laughs> a waste of time. I think you know. Not I don't have anything against libertarianism. I'm just saying. Is I think this is a waste of time. This is like a waste of thought energy. It's a waste of Money definitely do
1: something different Jay. with it.
2: Sure. Jay, up?
0: You you are, and and, and you're going to correct me because I I always say this, but you are sensitive to the libertarian ideal, and that's a nice way of because I don't want to say that you're a libertarian. I think you are. Well, you'll correct correct I me am, and educate yes. us all. You are, and you know how you and, and if if I if you don't mind, Jay is actually Prometheus. Um, he's on our website. We, you know, I, I, I said earlier one of our, our, our learned members who, who often gets in it with me about, you know, many things on, on ideals and politic, on politics and, and, and economics, and it's always a good time to, to mix it up with you on site. I'm happy that you called in. Um, you've heard us basically bash this. <laughs> what? are your thoughts on this? Why does this... And, 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 and I want to be clear. I'm, I'm actually... I think it's a good idea in a sense that I... The initiative. We're not happy. We, we... We're looking at the forecast and we don't see anything changing in the culture within 50 to 100 years. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to basically sidestep and we're going to just go over here. We're going to give this a try. We're going to see how it works. and And I'm all for that. I just you know i i always, you know me, and I just think the 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 new libertarian interpretation and understanding is a little to me um radical today i i just and, and maybe it's not, maybe it's those who champion it in the news and the media but um I just look at this and I say, well, it's a good idea, but them, oh boy, this could be something so what do you think jay what what do you what, what's your opinion on this okay Uh, Well, first, let me say
4: that I'm on my cell phone, so I do not know how long. So if I cut out, just letting you know, because my battery's dead. Okay. Yep. I missed your whole speech, I guess, on the uh, New Libertarianism, so I don't know exactly how you're defining what New Libertarianism means.
1: All right.
4: Um. But besides that, I think, I mean, it's a great idea. It's It, it may not be, it's a great idea, but to put yeah. it into practice, there's lots of potential problems, as many oh. people have already pointed out. There's lots of potential problems to it. But... Uh, it- See, I, I, I'm more wondering about, like, why you think with libertarianism that the, the society... I mean, I, I think, like, like, like everyone said so far, there's whatever, all, all these problems that could occur. But at the same time, it's something, it's a culture, and it, it's an experiment. It's something yeah. that, should be, that should be accepted. It's something that could be i mean i'm all for i'm all for experimentation, especially with ideas yeah. and yeah. if everyone if this is how this is how we would be able to see what a political philosophy actually i mean it's on a small scale, but it it's how we would be able to see you know how how it actually is in practice
0: oh if, yeah if, that's, an, if it that's an
4: excellent
0: that's an excellent point because you know for, uh uh, Jay and I, in many of our discussions on the forum, we go back and forth. My argument is that a lot of these these peripher- these you know the the new libertarian position and many of its peripherals were you know quote unquote armchair you know chalkboard illustrations of what might or could possibly be. Many of them have never been put into practice because they're just not practical. I think Jay just basically you just addressed that that we've come to a time 50 years later, 50, 60, 70, eighty years later, where we're now able to put some of these 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 drawing board ideals into practice to see how it works. so that's an excellent point that's a that's a really good point. you ask me how I'm defining new libertarian? I mean we can sit here and talk about this for hours, so I'm just going to kind of I'm going to make this very sim- very yeah, simple for uh, a lot right. of anybody let's say that again.
4: Yeah, no, I just make it a a shorter. Uh, very simple. I, I when I look attire. at, I missed what you said. Yeah,
0: when I look at, when I think of New Libertarian and Old Libertarian, I think of when I, in, in the in the disparity between the two, Old Libertarianism to me is with the Founding Fathers. They broke away from tyranny. To now, there's two ways to look at this. You can look at this, you know, as you know, they broke away from a tyranny for, from a tyrannical uh, English monarch to to to. To establish uh, a new a new way of life, uh, a just way of life, and you know they're actually very quite quite intelligent in the way that they established the first states. You know they knew that we could, they you know libertarianism to them was every was life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's what it meant. You have the right to pursue your life and and and, 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 and Have your liberty And be happy with it However We have to balance that With We're all a community here So we've got to pay taxes We've got to help each other We've got to set Basic standards And basic programs So that all people Can benefit Such as a militia um, Such as a government We've got to set You know We've got to establish The the, the principal core Aspects of a society And then we can go out And farm And churn butter And do whatever we do and, And that's fine that's old libertarianism I mean, that I get that I get new libertarianism is that, but let's get rid of the government, let's get rid of the taxes. I see new libertarianism as a lot of a lot of i a lot of these these you know you've got so many different peripherals coming into this like anarchism and nilism but and that's humanism everything,
4: and that, that's everything and i in every single political philosophy, you have spectrums from – i mean. If you think of uh, communism, you have anarcho communism you have regular communism, Leninism, Marxism, Maoism, on every single political philosophy you have these type of divides. So it's never like one, It's it's never, it's never, it's like one basic ideal, and then everything
0: splits off. I agree with you. However, the only difference today is that and maybe you can liken this to the communist you know the anti-communist movement of the 50s but today the new libertarians they are there there are teachers there are our, our, our political leaders there are newscasters they are our therapists they are our civil civil leaders on the on the on the on the local and regional level and 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 if they're not they're afraid are? I think that I think the libertarian ideal is out there so much so if they themselves are not they are afraid of it. So they adhere to many of the of the of the tenets and precepts if you will of the new libertarian movement. Don't do this. Don't think like this because we're going to judge you. We're going to point the finger. We're going to call you out. We're going to put you on TV. We're going to put you in the we're going to we're going to put you on trial. You don't t- don't touch your kid. Don't 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 chastise. Don't don't speak down. Don't don't, 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 but do, 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 do. I, I mean, Anderson Cooper, 360, I mean, I can't even watch the guy anymore because he's just telling people what to think. Glenn Beck told people and actually seduced an entire demograph with his crazy uh, – excuse me, with his point of view, rather. I mean – it's just, and it's not just, you, know, you get it on CNN, you get it on all these, these, these commercial networks, but it's the blogosphere. You see it in the blogosphere. You see it everywhere. It's just everybody is, is embracing, and it has been for several, for 50 years, people have been embracing this mindhead ideology that because I'm intelligent, because I understand my history, and I can chart with some reasonable de- degree my future, let me tell you what's good for you and what's better for you. That's my problem.
4: Where does that come? I think that's much more progressive liberalism than uh, libertarianism, because libertarians wouldn't say that. I might give my opinion, but I'm not telling you what to do. The basic concept is self ownership. You're allowed to. You're supposed to make your own decisions. Progressives are the people that make laws saying that you can't do this. So I think I don't see where that. we are making okay. the connection yes. between libertarianism And, uh, and I, that type I of think,
0: thinking I think, no, I think your point of view Because the way you see it is not wrong But for me, I don't think I'm necessarily wrong Because I've seen progressives merge into new libertarians I've seen both constructs collide And, become, and, and they're starting to become one from my point of view and that's how it began. It began with progressive liberals. It began in the '80s, in the '70s, in the '80s, in the '90s, especially the '90s, Jay. It was all progressive liberals. We got all this: don't do, don't this, don't do, sensitive this, sensitive. Jay, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're old enough or, or, or remember anybody else that's listening. In the '90s, men, they. Were, I, and, and I'm not a, a man, you know, I'm not all about the, I'm not an alpha dog, and I'm not an alpha dog proponent, okay? It's just an observation that I, 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 I remember making. In the 90s, there was a point where men didn't know how to be men because the establishment of that time, the sensitive progressive establishment of that time, it was, all, it was almost like a war on manhood. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was... I I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. And and, and I'll just... Go ahead, go ahead.
2: Well, that still happens now. I mean, um, that's like when I first uh, saw one of the... When when I saw the first Twilight movie, right? What does the chick go for? The man-reptic-looking girly guy, right? Right. You know, she doesn't go for the man man that works on the cars. But we still do that in half a head. You know, the the man is like this sensitive guy who cries on your shoulder and is uh, you know, sort of like just overly, yeah. uh, uh, overly gross in his sensitivity. I mean, it's like okay, I get it. It's okay to cry, move on. But yeah. but what you guys are talking about with uh, all these different factions of, of, basically, this is what happens, right? Nobody's satisfied in life, right? Not not with any. Any set of rules or government, or I mean, anything, anything, right? I no nobody's gonna ever be happy, right? You right. you you could be a libertarian, and it could be working great for fifty thousand people, and then there's like ten guys who are like, this freaking sucks, I hate it. So then they start something prefix or suffix libertarianism, right? Then they have these other people that are communists, or they have these other people that are, you know, whatever. But nobody's ever really, you, you can't make everyone happy. You cannot do it. And and, and what, 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 what's funny is people haven't realized that life isn't fair, right? You don't always get to have what you want. So the government you're living in, when you're pissed off, and granted, people have overthrown government, then you have another group of people who's pissed off. So so nobody's ever happy. You don't always get to have... There, there's, no, there's no perfect, there's no utopia. These, these people are always going to be arguing. The funny thing is, is you're splitting off into these crazy-ass... They're, they're being different by, by degrees, right? Like, I could be everything yeah. but you, except for I hate Hawaiian punch. So... Now I'm the guy who's everything like you, but we can have you know we don't have Hawaiian punch, or, but but we do have really good pizza, you know. So it's like you're you're offering me a degree of something different,
4: and everybody's being put. That's where that comes
2: feel- in, though. That's where like What's the that,
4: uh, the, uh, the islands come in, because then people, if people are allowed to go to what they, if they're allowed to go to a place where they have a philosophy where they believe in. And there's that free, that free element that you can, you can do that. You can go, I mean, it, see, like, with libertarianism, I think, me personally, I think there should be, there should be that, that, that if you want to, if you want to try a a collective commune, you should be allowed to do it. As long as you're not forcing people to do it, you should be allowed to follow your own ideas. And that's, I mean, that's really...
0: But let me ask oh, but Jay let me ask Jay Jay let me ask you this mm-hmm. the commune is based on that premise but what happens when individuals embrace that that premise unto themselves like the you know you become a group that wants to be indi- like an individual group yet the individuals within the group want to be individuals themselves so
4: but,
0: like but like in when the group it,
4: is just a, a group of individuals a group A group is just a collection of individuals But they might have Similar ideas But they're
0: still all just individuals And they all have their own Ideas But I think what I'm trying to say is You know, the libertarian The new libertarian ideology is Okay, listen, we're going to go ahead and do this We're going to go over here and do this Because we think this can work And this is what we stand for And let's go ahead and establish that This is what we do This is what we believe in But when you get there when does a libertarian ideology become a social or a democratic um, – that's it, a more of a democratic ideology because you, you all have to work together. Just like the founding – just like when the United States was, was you know, uh, colonies, you know, they couldn't just come out and say, look, every, we're free now. You guys go do whatever you want to go do. Let's live and be merry and have liberty and be happy. There can't be they had to have organization and structure, and just by the very nature of organization and structure you br- you bring in a whole new political construct so you negate okay. the fun. okay, you know where I'm going okay go ahead.
2: oh I
4: mean I what? was just going to say uh, these things if you get a group of big guys together, their ideas I mean it just it creates itself, but that doesn't mean that the basic fundamental is non-aggression principle, which means no person is allowed to use physical violence or theft fraud on another person. So, they, I mean, all these people, whatever you decide to do as far as making a living, I mean, it it just comes by itself. Like, Nobody, the government wasn't telling the early settlers, uh, you know, farm here, what to farm, what to trade. People, people made their farm, they took their harvest, and they went to trade, and they bartered and organized with other people,
0: and it wasn't like this whole big thing. Okay, okay. Uh, Charles, I'm going to give you the last two minutes of this. if you
3: have anything sorry about that I had my mic also that I wouldn't uh, bleed over Um, it looks to me with this like someone's got to be benefiting from it somewhere you know we talk about this and it's going to remove the aspect of power through violence so my question is who's benefiting who's gaining the power from it and that's going to be whoever provides the money to own the goods on this little island Uh right now our laws, for as flawed as they are in this country, are really designed to keep well, they're designed to keep people like you and me from being run over by people like, you know, Bill Gates or Donald Trump. They're designed to balance the aspect of power. They're also designed to keep people like our professional fighters from just, you know, dominating the world by going out and just beating the crap of any of anyone they don't like. So what I ask when I see a situation like this is where is the power coming from and where is it going to, and who's benefiting okay. from this idea? And it seems to me that whoever is putting money into this island, whoever owns the island internationally, is benefiting in some way. And they're going to distribute power, and it might not be in a violent method at first, but this has been done before. Every Every country has seen it happen at least once. We're the new regime, you know. We're the friendly guys. We don't like violence. And then, you know, twenty or thirty years down the line, when someone doesn't agree with someone else, oh well, we have a way of stopping that. It's called guns. All
2: right.
0: I,
3: th- I think it's going to go the same course that it always does.
0: All right. Fair enough. All right. Um, our last topic. We can't fit in uh, our third topic. We're going to make our last topic. And it's a ridiculous topic. You're all gonna roll your eyes if you haven't already when you saw it posted on the site and on Facebook and on MySpace. You're all like, "What the heck is he doing?" Now, you guys thought the zombie brains thing, th- the topic last a couple weeks ago was weird. Get a load of this one. All of you guys, we all grew up with Sesame Street, did we not?
1: Yes, and we did. I'm talking old
0: yes, Sesame we... Street: Bert and Ernie, the Count. Grover, you know, uh, Big Bird, Oscar—we all grew up with Sesame Street. Yes. I know I did. I did. Sure. Jay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't really remember too much, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a petition. First of all, I want—I just want to preface this by saying that I remember this. I don't know if this came out in the nine. Yeah. This did. This came out in the 90s with all the crazy that was coming, that was, that was fermenting in the 90s. Uh, I guess Bert and Ernie, the interpretation as, is that they are a homosexual couple, okay? I was an adult when I heard this, and I literally rolled my eyes. I rolled my eyes for two reasons. You're sexualizing Muppets, all right? And it's Bert and Ernie. They, they're, they're, just, they're just roommates, they were just supposed to be roommates. Now in the 90s, they're they're a homosexual couple. Listen, I want to. I also want to say that this topic is not an indictment or a rebuke on any specific uh, lifestyle or sexual orientation. I, I just think the sexualization of Muppets, period, is um, is sort of is sort of out there. So I'm just going to start this little topic with uh, the original topic from our website. I'm going to post it here in the chat room, so you can follow along, and, uh, you know, the AP is reporting that an online position calling for the nuptials of the Muppet flatmates, they even refer to them as flatmates, Bert and Ernie has sparked controversy and lots of tweets. They want to marry the Muppets, Bert and Ernie, on national TV, all right, um, a Chicago resident uh, who posted the petition is seeking matrimony for the Sesame Street chums as a way to make gay and lesbian kids who... Now, what does that mean, gay and lesbian kids? Gay for and lesbian by, kids. <coughs> or being raised by them. Okay. Who watch the show feel better about themselves and promote tolerance for people who are different. The marriage could be legitimately could legitimately happen, he reasons, since Sesame Street is located in New York, where gay marriage became legal in June, which is a congratulations to them. Uh, others agreed. By Thursday afternoon, this person's petition had collected five fifty-eight hundred signatures. All right. Now, I don't know. There's there's a there's a there's a rebuttal to this. I don't have time to read the whole thing. You know, there's the other side to this, like. You know, they're just roommates. They're just two guys who live together. You know, um, I haven't watched Sesame Street in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, a long time. I don't know if there are any sexual overtones that could justify this position. But my issue is, when are we going to stop sexualizing our youth? And do you think something like this is the first step? Is is the appro- is an appropriate step and the first step to to educating children about a wide variety of sexual lifestyles or should it just be left should a pastime be be left alone um, but, 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 who, do, uh, who wants to start
3: any, I any do. takers I do okay go ahead oh yeah alright first of all at any point at which we have to make Sesame Street of all things more uh, friendly more diverse something has failed in the logic and reasoning here I want you to really think about this we're talking about a big yellow bird okay an elephant Dracula a garbage can living monster and two male puppets as well as I believe Kermit the Frog used to be part of it also if he isn't still as well as Kermit the Frog all hanging out together to a child this is the concept of diversity this is how their little mind grabs on the concept of diversity okay their mind is not ready for the concepts of relationships, at the yeah. very least. At the very I most, yeah. the, at the very most, the concepts that relationships come in these many different colors and forms, et cetera, et cetera. No, no. This, this is what this is. This is a group that feels that they're not getting enough attention. They feel that we're not paying attention enough. We, the masses, are not paying en- enough attention to them because they're in the minority. Fine. They've got our attention now. I, I get that they wanted attention. They've got it, but that still doesn't mean we have to go playing around with the psychology of children in such a way that we don't even know how detrimental this could be, okay? When you start introducing yep. sexual overtones to a young mind, okay, that's yep. how you get serial killers. That's how you get rapists. I think yep. this is the number one worst idea I've heard so far.
0: Jay, what do you think?
3: Um, well, like...
4: Charles, uh, I think it's a pretty stupid idea. I mean, if we're if we're trying to if the goal is to get children to uh, whatever accept different lifestyles, I mean, what does anyone
0: know like the age range for Sesame Street? Yeah, it's like uh, like four, five, six, maybe even seven. Four, five, six, seven. <laughs> it it maybe even younger. I, I mean, three years old. I mean, kid, you know, they're. They're not really looking, they're not listening to the the words. They're looking at the visuals, the different, like uh, Charles pointed out, the colors and the shapes and the, you know, the characters. They're, they're, you know, they're looking at that in the, you know, they're more visually stimulated rather than they are, you know, anything else. So, go ahead.
4: Um, well, I mean, these concepts, they're so much more, there's so much. There's so much more involved than just uh, getting a, getting a kid to see and oh, you know, I mean, for for a kid to understand these concepts, they need a lot more education. But yep. Same, and counseling I mean, to help counseling?
0: To, make, to help make sense of what they, what you're. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um,
4: well I mean really, the parents are the ones no matter what if you if we in, introduce these concepts it's going to be it's the environment anyway that's telling them kids don't go off to be kids aren't born racist or whatever they learn these they learn these concepts and they don't know so i mean trying to trying to introduce these concepts at such a young age and trying to yeah. I just don't. I, I mean, I don't see. I don't see like the effectiveness yeah, like, of it, even if yeah. even if it was a good idea, which I don't think it is. I don't see like it really. You don't see any difference. benefit to this. Yeah, I don't, I don't really see. I mean, it's a good. I'm, I'm all for gay marriage and all that, but for kids, come on. What I mean, what, what yeah. is the goal of that? Like, are we trying to? We, recruit we them. I mean that's what that's what it is it's okay. trying to program kids yeah. with what you want them to think yeah that's what it is
2: yeah
0: um and and again you know it's it, it, if this was a heterosexual relationship I would have the same argument if it was you know any other, it, it has nothing to do with your homosexual um you know lifestyle it's the sexualization of Muppets period, and I want that known. And I think I can speak for the panel on that as well. I'm gonna—we're—we're we're, we're almost out of time. Uh, Master Edge, David, and Master Bain, Justin—you both are parents. Um, I'm gonna start with David, really. For I'm gonna give you both the last word. David, what do you think about that? I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, specifically, like, do you have what's your what's your what's your take on this?
1: Well, my kids are age uh, six and seven, and they've moved beyond Sesame Street. So, you know, I really don't have to worry about it as a parent myself. But if if my children were of the age where they were learning from that show uh, still, I would, I would probably uh, boycott and not allow them to watch it anymore. Uh, simply because my children have no idea of sexuality. They don't. They don't understand why boys and girls like to become boyfriend and girlfriend. They don't really get why uh, me and their mother are together. They just think we like each other, and that's the way I want it to be until they get a little bit older, you know. So fair enough. Yeah, Justin, what do you think? Well, you know the makeup of my family, Derek, and uh, I do. I introduce things. I. I introduce things to my children as they are brought to me. Uh, simply because I want them to hear it from me rather than some asshole on Sesame Street. Or some, some asshole with an agenda who, who just wants some, just wants some airtime. That's all this is for me. And I would just unplug my damn TV. You know, I think it's complete bullcrap that they, uh, want to use, want to use this as a way to get more attention. How much more attention do we need? I don't go out there and, 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 and find everything that's structured and try to break it just so people pay attention to me. That's the way I see it, and I'm not going to let them use my children for that. Um, you know,
0: that's very What can I do about
1: it? Well, I can unplug my damn TV,
2: and that's what I would do. I think that's very straightforward. I want to
0: thank our guests that are in the chat room for logging in and participating. I want to give a special thanks to, to Charles, to Chaos, and to Jay, Jay, I know it was tough for you to kind of find a time to get in and make this phone call, so I really appreciate And you're kind of on borrowed uh, energy cells there, so I want to thank you, especially thank you for making the phone call. Um, we actually selected a couple of topics that Jay initiated on the, on the forum, which I thought were really good, which was the libertarian topic and the duty topic. And if you want to read more, from uh charles jay myself and chaos please feel free to log on to our website at http uh, colon backslash ashlanights.net and um, there's a whole host of solutions there we have a forum board where we get into topics just like this all the time um you're welcome to join uh read and maybe request a topic to be discussed on the show so uh feel free to read our thoughts and our discussions um We will see you, not next week, but the week after, which will be the week of... Which will be... Are we going to be in September? It will be September 4th, I believe. And uh, we'll be posting, we'll be selecting new topics. We'll be sending them out on Facebook and our email system and so on and so forth. I absolutely want to thank Masters David. Edge and Justin Bain who are Ashla Masters but they are our brothers here at Nights of Awakening who are produced and engineer our show every, every week thank you so much gentlemen we want to wish all of you a happy Sunday and again gentlemen thank you so much for calling in and that's going to do it for us tonight have a great day